Hey everyone, and welcome to That's My 20 Cents, a podcast created to champion women, their achievements, and what it took to get them there. Hosted by Maggie Bale and Hannah Martin. What's up guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My 20 Cents. I'm Maggie. And I'm Hannah. And today we're welcoming Phoebe Cornog to the podcast. You may have seen today's guest on your TikTok For You page, because we did, and we've been obsessed with watching her paint murals ever since. Phoebe is originally from Philadelphia, but moved to San Diego after her undergraduate degree. In San Diego, she began her career in the action sports industry where she designed things like helmets and socks. She met her co-founder, Roxy, on Instagram, and they created their company, Pander Design Co. The two create art installations for businesses and communities looking to spice up their spaces with some art that is unique to them. Working across a wide variety of mediums and methods, both analog and digital, they tailor their work to any brand strategy to accurately tell a company's story via authentic, bold statement pieces. Pander is known for their intricate lettering, bright colors, and their sense of humor. All right, guys, we are so excited to welcome this week's guest, Phoebe. How are you doing tonight, Phoebe? Hi, ladies. I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for being willing to come on. We're really excited to talk to you tonight. Yes, me too. Can you give us us a little bit of background on yourself? Sure. So my name is Phoebe Cornog, and I am a graphic designer, muralist, entrepreneur, a lot of a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats, but uh, mostly I run a business with my business partner, Roxy, and we create custom murals for businesses that help bring people in and engage and share basically social media moments. But um, our business is called Panda Design Co. and we are based in San Diego, California. That's awesome. Yeah, um, Maggie was talking earlier about how she found your TikTok page and that's kind of how we found you guys. And she sent me like so many of your like stickers and things like that. So we are literally in love with most of your products. Um, <laughs> so kind of off of that, talking about Pander, um, what made you want to start your own business? Right. So I actually never had thought about running my own business it was really Roxy that put it into my head. I went to design school, like Roxy, we, we grew up separately. Everyone wonders like, are you guys sisters or did we grow up together? But um, we grew up completely separate. I'm from Philadelphia originally. And then I moved out to San Diego for a job when I graduated college. And I worked as a graphic designer. And then I went to another job and worked as another, as another graphic design position. And then um, during that time, I was getting a little bored and uh, just feeling stuck at my job. And so that's when I turned to Instagram and was just uh, really drawn into all the, uh, the the lettering scene, which is like a super niche and super nerdy, but there's a lot of lettering artists out there now. And at the time um, there weren't too many. So I, I found Roxy, she was based in San Diego. And it's like, hey, uh, I love everything you're doing. Like kind of what you guys said to me, like totally fangirled over her. And then we started hanging out and uh, hosting. We, we started a meetup group for lettering nerdos in San Diego. And then from there, we started working together and actually creating products like stickers and prints and just selling little things. And then she mentioned that she was going to quit her job. She always had wanted to work for herself. And I was like, hmm, that's cool. And then when she finally did make the leap, I realized I was totally jealous and really felt like I had hit a 
you know, quite my limit at my job, there wasn't really much upward mobility. So that's when I decided to put in my notice and really was like no game plan there. There was no big, you know, life, life plan or um, business plan. Everyone talks about making business plans. We did not have a business plan. So it, it was kind of just spontaneous. Yeah. Was it scary to quit your job like that? It was, but at the same time, I guess I was fearless in the way that like, I was 25. I don't have kids. I don't have a husband or family or whatever to support. So uh, at the time at my, my expenses were pretty minimal. I mean, I paid rent, but I lived in a house with like four other girls. So it wasn't really anything too crazy. And I did have some savings. So I had done a pretty good job about, you know, putting money away just at the jobs I had been working. And I was at that point, pretty fed up. Like I had tried to talk to my boss a few times about wanting more responsibility and growth and it just wasn't happening. And I wasn't, it was either like I was going to have to find another job or just work for myself. So we had started doing all these different freelance projects. Like we were doing chalkboards for Red Bull and like other like little projects here and there. So I remember making like a list of like $300 for this project, $500 for this project and thinking like I could get by with that, which is funny now. Cause I have, yeah, that's literally like nothing, but, um, I guess it was, I was confident enough and it was just kind of like, all right, well, if it doesn't work out, I don't know if I gave myself a limit. Like if this doesn't work out in six months, then I can just go find another job. But, um, I just kind of had this, this feeling like, all right, there, I, I will be fine for at least a little bit. And as I said, like, I don't have a family to support. So no, it wasn't too scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that, um, it's nice to like, be your own boss for sure and like we're gonna ask you about that later on in the podcast but uh, I think it's great that you took that plunge and it's worked out for you and obviously you have an awesome business and um so to get to kind of the logistics of you starting your own business Mm -hmm. so you said that you didn't really have a business plan so like how did you guys gain traction and like really start to get your name out there and how did people find you and be like hey I want you to come paint this mural for me like how did that come about right so we didn't have a business plan and we didn't do a lot of the formal things that most other people will do and we've we've heard mixed mixed reviews like business plans are outdated you know you don't really necessarily need that uh but what we were doing right was social media so Roxy already had a big following and I was learning her tricks so I was growing mine pretty quickly and we had this combined account together and so just posting on that and using hashtags which is so totally common now and it seems like second nature but at that point the algorithm was different and uh you could you could gain a lot of followers by just posting at specific times and hashtagging the right things so it's pretty quick to move up in following and so that's how we sold a lot of our products and got people to know about us especially when we got our first mural gig we posted that on instagram and from that one, another business saw it and they wanted a mural and then it kind of just spiraled and people kept finding us through Instagram. But we didn't see the big picture at that point. We didn't realize they were Instagram moments that we were creating because that wasn't a thing at that point. Like Instagram backdrops were, were not a commonality. So um, we were just, you know, being artists and making something fun that we would like to take photos of or we would like to see when we're out and about. 
So that's where I was, I'm kind of talking about how we didn't have this master plan. It just all kind of fell, fell into place. That's so cool. And we've seen you guys' um, social media and it's so cool. Like the way that you guys use the colors and the graphics and stuff, obviously you have a graphic design background. So I'm sure you know like exactly what you're doing, <laughs> but it's really cool. To, it's aesthetically pleasing for someone who has absolutely no idea anything about that. Well, that's good. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's working. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you guys are based out of San Diego. So how do you think that your location impacts your business? Well, the easiest answer is that from a weather standpoint, we can paint 24 seven, 365. Whereas if I was based in Philadelphia, where I grew up, um, which actually they have a ton of murals in the city, you know, you can only paint a certain portion of the year, uh, unless you your fingers are going to fall off and, you know, from cross uh, frostbite. But so that's the easiest answer. But um, I don't know, I think like, this may sound like stupid, but like, I mean, there's a certain cool factor, like, oh, hiring the California company um, to the two girls in Southern California is, is kind of fun. But we do consider ourselves like, you know, we're based here, but we do paint everywhere we travel. And we are now working with contractors all across the country to help us install our murals. So um, we, we paint everywhere. We're not just limited to Southern California. Um, we want, we want you to come out here to North Carolina so bad. And we know that you want to go to every yeah. all 50 states. Um, so whenever you paint here in North Carolina, we will definitely be Instagramming. Yes. It. <laughs> yeah. We'll make it happen for sure. I, I haven't been to North Carolina since I, I went like for vacation in middle school. I think my parents took us to the outer banks, but otherwise I haven't explored it. And, and that's the kind of, that's the fun thing about our job is when we get to travel for work, we obviously are like, well, if we're going to fly across the country, like we want to spend a few extra days to actually explore and get to know the, the, the local culture and scenes. So um, definitely add some vacation hours onto the trip. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a like a dream, like getting to like travel in addition to doing what you love with painting and painting murals. Um, so you guys have a really unique business and like the things that you do, um, there aren't that many I guess, companies out there that are doing what you guys are doing. So do you have any competitors? And if so, how do you compete with them in your field? We don't really. There's definitely lots of muralists out there, but we've kind of carved out our our niche uh, because we have our backgrounds in graphic design and we come at it from a design standpoint and a business standpoint. We really see our murals as a marketing strategy versus uh, your, your typical fine artists are really concerned with just creating their personal work. It's not about the business. The business is commissioning them to come in and do their own specific style, whereas our style is whatever the client needs us to do. Um, There's certain things we specialize in, like we, we do a lot of lettering and we use a lot of bright colors, but we work closely with the brands to, you know, use their their brand guide and their brand colors to create something that's cohesive to their style and will make sense for their space, whether it's inside or outside. Um, and then there's a whole social media component. So because we have a decent following on our different accounts, we add that into our process. So uh, while we're painting it and while we're, um, you know, going through the whole process, we're shouting out the client on Instagram and TikTok and wherever else, uh, Pinterest, Facebook sometimes. And 
um, making sure people know about this new mural that's going up. If it's outside, obviously, if it's an office mural, it's a little bit of a different um, tactic. But if it's uh, an exterior mural that's meant to be a social media moment, letting people know, and then we'll message influencers in the area to let them know, like, this is the cool new place to go get their photograph. Like, everyone wants to be the first one to know about it. And then we also take time-lapse videos because pe people love seeing the process. It looks like the mural goes up in, you know, one second, which I wish it wasn't, uh, I wish it went up that fast, but, um, you know, it's usually an hour long pro or a couple hours long process. And then we share that time-lapse video with the client and then they can use it for um, their different social media accounts. All right. So it wouldn't be, um, I always say this, it wouldn't be a 20 cents pot without us getting down and dirty with the women. Yes. Questions. So we want to talk to you about being a woman in your field. Mm -hmm. um, so you do work for yourself now. And obviously you and Roxy are both women. So I would hope that you're um, treating each other with kindness in your work. But before you worked for yourself, were you ever mistreated because of your gender? And how has that changed since then? Hmm. I wouldn't say mistreated, although maybe I wasn't aware of it at the time. Like now I'm hyper aware and definitely hardcore feminist. Um, and I was younger then. But so I would say I was probably just underestimated and I don't know if that's directly related to just being young so ageism or or sexism but um I I certainly did not negotiate for my sal both my salaries two full-time jobs that I worked for I did not negotiate which I know women are like less likely to do and then I also when I did leave my job to work for myself the male president of the company approached me with concern because he seemed like he wanted to be kind of like a fatherly figure which I could take it as like that's a really nice thing but also maybe it was condescending I'm not sure like you know like just just nervous for me to be going out on my own and not sure if I would succeed which there's also there's definitely like genuine like concern and like they for the well-being my well-being and wanting me to do well and I think it was more of a nice thing but would he have approached me the same way if I was a man I don't know yeah all of your murals that I've seen at least look amazing and I'm sure that it's really hard to be a favorite <laughs> um so I guess to tandem off of that how long do you, your murals usually take I'm interested to know how many days or hours like it takes you guys to typically paint one of those yeah so it all depends on size and complexity so a small size like a, a not a big amount of square footage but it's a really complicated design could take a lot longer than like you know in a thousand square foot wall but the design is really simple um we one thing we do say when we talk talk to clients about our process is that we like to work long long days so we'd rather work a 14 hour day versus come back like five hours, you know, five hours here, five hours there, whatever. Um, to us, it's just annoying packing up all the supplies and get everything out again. We'd rather just uh, work through the, you know, the night to get something done. Um, so that's, we were, we're pretty fast. We're pretty fast. And, you know, it's nice having two of us. We, uh, we work pretty fast where um, a lot of other uh, muralists we know 
just take their time. Um, but to us, like time is money. So we're obviously, we're not going to do a bad job, but um, we, we do a solid work, but we just like work, 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 like don't take a lunch break or um, we don't really dilly dally. So, I mean, like the murals we're going to paint tomorrow, we're in or Wednesday in Palm Springs, like that'll just be a day project. Um, but we, we did like in Houston, we did, that was like one of our bigger projects we did was seven murals in six days. And we woke up at 6am to get to the wall and paint all day. So we'll, we'll be crazy like that. <laughs> that is yeah, our, yeah, our bodies hurt. That's crazy. <laughs> I have a hard time getting up. For... <laughs> no, I can't imagine. I have a hard time getting up for class in the morning. <laughs> and I'm a morning person. Like, I really do not have a problem waking up. But uh, 6 a.m. Yeah. paint all day sounds like a little much. Um, so you mentioned some other people in your field. So do you have any advice for women who maybe want to do something similar, um, whether that be actual painting murals or in art in general or social media, graphic design? Don't listen like that? to anyone that tells you you can't do it because that's absolutely a lie. And Roxy and I did not go to formal schooling or training for mural painting. We just figured it out on our own. And nowadays, especially because Roxy and I are on TikTok, um, there's a lot more resources and people sharing the behind the scenes and information about it. So it doesn't have to be this just like mysterious career path. Um, but it's really fun, really rewarding, and you just have to be willing to work hard. So you can absolutely do it. And especially don't let any man that tell you that you can't. That's right. <laughs> That's great advice. I love it. Um, so to wrap things up, where do you and Roxy see Pander going in the next five or so Yeah, years? that's hard. This is where the whole like not having a business plan comes in. But it's it's hard to like put those things down on paper where we thought we would be this year is completely different. So it's hard to plan five years out. But I mean, we just want to keep growing and um, making more money is the number one goal. Um, we both want to be millionaires. So that's something we're working toward. We want to have a TV show. Um, we did think that we wanted to have a, a ton of employees working under us, but now that's not seeming as glamorous. So probably not going that route. Um, we want to invest in real estate. We have um, a maybe goal. We're not sure how it's going to work out, but of purchasing some real estate and then maybe turning it into an Airbnb slash office space for us that we manage and we also, I didn't even mention any of this, but we do have a nonprofit, which is a mural festival, all female mural festival. So it's called Ladies Who Paint and we're a 501c3. So if anyone needs tips on how to start a nonprofit, I can maybe help you out. <laughs> As another thing that we just like, oh, we can do this. And then um, just Googled everything and figured it out. But we went to a mural festival, there was 40, people 40 artists participating only a small handful like five or so were female identifying so um we thought this is not right there's a lot of amazing um female artists out there so we came home to san diego as soon as we finished up our mural there and we're like let's start our own so we started ladies who paint um made a 501c3 and then uh, started fundraising so we did the whole um, 
crowd crowdsourcing and then getting sponsors and brought 10 women to San Diego last October. And we were supposed to do it again this year, this October, but obviously COVID threw a wrench in that. So it's now postponed till 2021 will be our second year. But um, again, we'll be bringing 10 women from all around the world. Um, for this year, we had opened it up to applicants and we had 677 applicants, I believe, from 40 different countries or so. It was, it's really crazy. And so you can follow that Instagram for all sorts of inspiration. We're always, we use it as a, a sharing account too. We just share, uh, or a feature account. We share uh, different artists from all over the globe. Um, so there's there's just so much work out there and so many incredible artists. It's it's really amazing. And it, it becomes like, they're not getting the record, like many others, yeah. they're not getting the recognition they deserve. The men always get featured and um, it's just, it's not fair. Yeah, I love how you guys have used your platform to, well, create another platform for women to really share their art and their work. I think that's great. Um, so do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can find Roxy and where they can find Panda as well? <laughs> and then, of course, your nonprofit, too. We'll link yes, it all, but yes. just so the people so can hear it. My Instagram is my name, Phoebe Cornog, P-H-O-E-B-E-C-O-R-N-O-G. And yes, it sounds like corndog, but there is no D in there. And... Our business together, or Roxy's is Roxy Prima, which is a lot easier to spell and sounds like it's how it, or spelled how it sounds. And then our combined business and nonprofit. So business is Pander Design Co. as in P and R, which stands for Phoebe and Roxy. So Pander Design Co. And then our uh, nonprofit is Ladies Who Paint. So all those are, you can find on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, et cetera. Oh, I didn't even know that's why it was called Panda. We should have. Oh, uh, we're that sneaky. Yeah. People were always like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not too crazy of an explanation. <laughs> Thanks. That's so cute though. Well, thank you so much for your time tonight, Phoebe. It's been such a fun time getting to listen to you and getting to learn more about you. I think it's the best part of our podcast. Right, I know. To talk to women every week, but um, it's been so cool to get to know you. Um, and we love everything that you're doing. So you definitely have Thanks. some fans out here in North Carolina. Yeah, if you ever come in to town, to yes, mural, definitely hit us up. Yeah, this is so <laughs> much fun. I really appreciate chatting with you, and it's it's lovely connecting with like-minded people who share the same values and um let's keep propelling women forward absolutely thanks have guys have a good thank one you. thank you all right guys so that's it for this week's episode of that's my 20 cents be sure to tune in next thursday for a brand new episode we are now on all major streaming platforms for podcasts, so be sure to follow us on Spotify and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Bye, guys.